numero dos. Episodio numero dos. Para mi gente. Chris, I think. Voy a empezar hablando en español completamente. Sí. A mí me gusta la música. Sí. A mí me gusta la vibra. Sí. <laughs> we won't go Spanish this time. I hope I'm agreeing to all good things. <laughs> yes, no sir. I promise to... those that speak Spanish that listen to this um, to part two of our interview with um, our Missouri Teacher of the Year from 2021, Darian Cockrell, will understand that everything I said was all good. I like the music. I like the vibes. Yeah. See. <laughs> I see. Hope you enjoyed episode one. And we'll be, Papa Chris and I will be short on this one. Uh, we hope you enjoy episode two of our interview with Darian Cockrell. My, 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 my daughter is, we have one in, um, my daughter is an absolute princess and um, she's a teenager now, so she's 13. And man, the, the one thing that's fascinating to piggyback on your point is that I grew up in St. Louis City and I had older parents. And my parents did what they didn't know, and my parents didn't graduate high school. <clears throat> and my father worked his way up to become a chef, but he started out as like doing custodial work at the Chase Park Plaza way back in the day. And my mom grew up in Mississippi, was a family was a part of sharecropper, and she didn't graduate high school, probably at best like a middle school education, and then just kind of worked in and out jobs. Her and her sister moved to St. Louis, and that's how she got here. But so, uh, so when the three of us were growing up, like my dad worked really hard, that's the value of education. My mom, pretty much the scenario you talked about, my dad made sure the house, the roof was over the head, right? But my mom was all about the love, man. You never had to ask her, where's the love? The love was there all day long. But in the city, as you, as you well know, I mean, dude, it's the drugs, it's the gangs, it's the gunshots. I mean, it was constant nonstop. So much so, it was like such as like, this is just the way it is. There is no other, like, what, what frame of reference are you comparing this to? There's yes. nothing else. My friends experiences, everybody in my classroom in St. Louis public experiences, right? And so that's why I talked about how shocking it was. But you realize when it was, when I got to Crestview and Rockwell, where I realized like, man, this, like, the, my situation is different than, than the students that live in, in these communities in Rockwood or West County. Or whatever. My, my situation is totally different. So I looked at things different. The smallest thing became the biggest things. I would have to go. So I played when I played high school basketball um, and I would have to spend a night in West County. I, I, I mean, I'll come in the house, man. The, the, the first of all, the house smelled like a brand new built house every time I walked in this place. <laughs> And the, the, there was cookies ready. The food was already being cooked. And I had that. So my mom was like such a hard worker. My dad was such a hard worker. But dude, this house had like three levels. The basement with the French doors. I never forget going to this house. The French doors, couple bedrooms in the basement. Big, big finished basement. The drum set was on the other side where the French doors were, two bedrooms. And I remember thinking like, man, how do you do this? 
Like my parents are working hard. Yes. Do you understand? My mom and my dad are busting, but my house is not even a is not even a fourth of what I see. How do you accomplish this? How did that my teammate and his brothers get here? How did dad get here? What am I missing? I just honestly, as a junior and a senior, I really didn't know. I just know that it was different. And so as I started in like you, as I entered the profession, man, it was like, oh, professional development. I want the professional development because I was a PE teacher. Oh, you're going down to the state conference. I want to go to the state conference. I was just so, it, it, it created like this fire in me, this desire. So with my daughter, I could never take her back to what it was like growing up in St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't take her there. I can't. I can show her as I have. But she'll, it is my, it is my hope that she'll never hear the gunshots that I heard. That's uh -huh. my hope. She'll never hear a shotgun blast within 100 feet of her bedroom. I hope she never hears that in her life. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I hope that my daughter never experiences gang members next door to you making gang calls to one another. I hope she never experiences a drive-by. But there was something about, which like you, I would never change it. There's something about like you've spent a lot of time in dirt and being so appreciative of a shower. That Man. makes sense? It's so... Yes. I don't know. And even at 41, you would think with all that I've accomplished... I still don't have the fact that I still think that's Rodney Lewis. I'm just a little hood kid from 5100 Lotus. Like, I still think that about myself. Even at 41, I don't live in the city. I live in Winsville. I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful family. My brother does well, my son. And still, I feel like that little kid. You know what I mean? Like, I still, and I want my daughter to understand the, like you, the, the value of hard work, perseverance, being gritty being tough, yes. having a mind that I won't stop, I can't stop, you know, like that. <clears throat> and um, like you, that's a struggle because we've, you've built yourself up to be in a place where your kid's not going to experience that. We, your yeah. son's going to be always home. That's not, that's not in his trajectory, mm -hmm. right? My daughter's not going to hear the gunshot the way I heard it, right? Maybe on the fourth, but not the way I heard it. Uh -huh. And um, man, it's just one of those deals that as a parent, when you come from that background, you appreciate every little thing, but you're asking yourself, are my kids appreciating these things? Like, yeah. do they, they gravitate toward that? You talked about being in the boys. How did you get there though? How, why did that occur in your life? So the boys home thing occurred because of all the stuff that was going on, you know, back home for me. There was, you know, throughout sixth and seventh grade, uh, having a relationship with my counselor, Miss Hunnikey, anything that was going on at home, I was always coming to her because she was my person. Mm. I trusted her. She was the counselor. She was my confidant. She like I, anything that was going on, and then I needed support. You know, if I needed food, if I needed clothes, if we didn't have money, whatever it was, she supported mm -hmm. me in every way possible. And I think it became a, a point where she had to figure out, okay, when do I stop listening and start doing? Because. Uh -huh. Sooner or later, he's either not going to show back up to school one day uh -huh. because he is dead or because he's in jail. And mm. I have to figure out how to help him. And when she got, you know, the uh, when she got my uh, what do you call them? My uh, division of family service worker, yeah, my social workers, all that stuff involved, their mindset was okay, we gotta take him out of the we gotta take him out of this community, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're gonna just 
put him in his military boot camp. But they weren't thinking about the foundation that I already created in that school and that support mm-hmm. that I had. So it's one thing to take me out of my living environment, but you're also trying to take me away from that foundation. The only thing that's keeping me damn near alive. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. when they said we're going to pull him in his military boot camp, after Miss Honeke was like, we got to get this kid out of this living environment. She was like, well, we want to get him out of there, but we're not putting him in that military boot camp. We're going to put him in his boy's home down the street. That way we can still have him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the crazy mm-hmm. thing about it is when they put me into that boy's home, I never went back home. When they mm-hmm. put my brother, when they put my brother back in, uh, put him in that military boot camp for six months, he went right back home. All those things that he learned there were gone within, you know, a month. And he was right mm-hmm. back on the same exact thing because they put him back in that same community that had no resources, no opportunities, no structure, no mm-hmm. nothing. So it's like, yes, you can take him away out of the environment for, you know, however long you want to. But if you put him right back in there, he's going to do what he what he has to do to survive. Absolutely. And my saving grace was that, you know, if I would have if I would not have been adopted out of that boy's home, I would have went back and I wouldn't be sitting here with you talking right now. I think the fact that I what do you what do you think? Um, so you don't you you go to the boys' home with your brother, you go back to that no, my brother didn't my brother didn't go to the boys' home. Oh no, I'm sorry, the military boot camp. Yeah, you go to the boot camp with your brother. Yeah, you and your brother come back to where you left, the, your home environment. Where where would Jerion be right now? Dead. Because yeah. I had a temper. <laughs> And me and my brother, we joke about it now, but I used to fight, fight, fight. I'll never mm. forget my first day of sixth grade at Parker Central Middle. You know, they try to do the hazing with the kids and stuff. Mm. And I was walking through the gym and people, they kind of knew me, but they didn't know me. They knew more of my brother and stuff. And uh, he was cool with everybody. Uh, but they were hazing all the, all the new sixth graders in the gym. And one of the dudes grabbed me and they were trying to like hit me and stuff. And they didn't realize like how crazy, how hood and how angry I was and I grabbed one of the dudes and you know how back in the day the gym doors kind of had like that glass and in, yes. in between the glass like that little yes. wiring I yes. took a dude head and threw it through that mm. and the first day of school I was suspended wow the first day of school I'm always suspended because I'm like I'm not doing this you know I, I just come from a place where I don't there ain't no play fight with me. There is no, I'm about to punk this dude because he's in sixth grade, bro. I'm, you know, we got guns under the bed. We selling stuff. We doing stuff that y'all, like, bro, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm not soft uh-huh. like that. You know what I mean? So I was always in, it was never a fight or flight. It was always fight for me. Always, mm. fight, always fight. So, you know, to get into a place where when I was in that boy's home and I could break that shell and yeah. I didn't have to fight anymore. Oh my God. People wonder why I'm so silly now. I never got a chance <laughs> to be that way when I was a kid. Right. Like, I never got to be that way, man. You know what I mean? So the so boys like, softened you. The boys it, home. It definitely did. It mm. definitely did, man. Let and me so, tell you a story. Yeah. Let me let me tell you a quick story about the boys' home. You got you'll get a kick out of this. So I'm in this boys' home, right? On one side, there's the boys. On the other side, there's the girls. And then it's like, you got the kids who are from like, uh, I would say eight to 16, eight to 17. And then the other side, you got like 18, uh, like 22 years old who tra- transitioning out. And we used to go on the field trips and we used to always kind of see the girls either on the little field trips or like mm-hmm. doing that when we were in the uh, cafeteria. 
So it was some cute girls in there. You know, I'm a boy. You know, there's some cute <laughs> girls over there. So we used to do chores around the boys' home. And that's how we got our money and stuff. And then when we, you know, got our money, our allowance on the weekends, they would take us to, you know, the Walmarts and whatever, you know, sure. different stores and kind of teach us how to spend our money, you know, how much you made, what you want to buy, what are you going to have left over. And so me and my boy come up with this idea like, okay, man, we trying to talk to the girls. How are we going to do this? So we buy walkie talkies, right? So look, <laughs> we get these walkie talkies. First of all, how old are you? How old are you? I got. Oh, I was. Uh, I think I was uh, either thirteen or fourteen. Okay, thirteen okay. or fourteen. So we go to uh, we go to the store. We get the walkie talkies, and then uh, we take them back to the house. Which it was, they're okay with us buying walkie talkies, whatever they think. Yeah. The boys just go have them. So I put one in my pocket. And then doing when I was in the cafeteria, I gave one to the girls. So, you know, the girls end up going back to their side. We were on our side. It's at night. It's like 12 o'clock. I'm in the closet like, hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Because at first, we were talking through the vents. We were talking to the girls through the vents. Oh, okay. So now we got the walkie-talkie. So we having a conversation. I'm like, what's up? Boy? That's how I feel about you. And I'm talking to the girl. And then there was like a long silence. And I'm like, hello? Hello? And then she's like, hey. She's like, hey. But her voice was different. I was like, you all right? She was like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm in the closet. Tell me why the, the, the counselor on the other end, grab, he, the dude, he talking like a girl now. He oh, had to walk and talk. He, he walked over there, found me in the closet with it. I get in trouble. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I took my allowance away. They took my all my electronics away. Oh, I got right. caught so bad. And it was so embarrassing. And. I wish we had cell phones. It would have been a lot easier, but man. I would have yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The old walkie-talkies, man. The old walkie-talkies, man. Remember the walkie-talkies. That's what's up, man. You've come such a long way. What's next for you? Uh, you know, I love that question when people say what's next. And I think growing up the way that I did, I never had the opportunity to, like, look forward. I always had to focus yeah. on that day. But that's right. still my mindset. You know, I always I understand that life is short and I can build and prepare, which I do. And we do as as a family. And my wife does a better job of better job at me than me than preparing. But it's like I am a person that lives in the now to the best of my ability. And right. I, you know, try to plan for tomorrow. But I stay so focused on today and just being better than I was yesterday. And when the next day come, if I wake up to the grace of God, I'm just going to live it to the best of my ability, doing the stuff that I planned in my mind sure. in the morning when I woke up. So what's next for me is that, you know, hopefully I have the opportunity to wake up in the morning and uh, just continue trying to be great, man. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. You talk about that master's degree. Where are you working on your master's and what are you oh, getting? Oh, my God, man. So, <laughs> so I got it through Walden University. Uh, okay. when, you win, uh, when you win Teacher of the Year, CCSSO, Chief Counsel of uh, School uh, Operations or something like that, they uh, provide you with an opportunity for a fee master's or a doctorate, whatever you are really? within your educational journey. That's your mom. You can open the door. Wherever you are in your educational journey. And um, I got this two years ago, but I was okay. definitely afraid to like doing it. I'm like, ah, I got it, but I don't want to do it. I got it, but uh -huh. I want to do it. I'm just scared because I'm like, school, like, I have nightmares. Before I started my master's, I was having nightmares about school when I was younger, when I was in college. Uh -huh. Like, I wake up, I'm like, I got a paper to do. But I'm like, oh, it's uh -huh. just a dream. I'm not in school anymore. But now it's reality. It's, it, right. I'm waking up, I'm like, oh, I do got to do this discussion. I do got to turn in this paper. Yep. But it's through Walden University. 
it's all online. I'm getting my master's in uh, teacher leadership. So it would allow me gotcha. the opportunity to be an instructional coach, but also it's the foundation for if I want to go into administration as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what's up, man. I, I do find like online classes. I used to teach online. I find them to be harder than the brick and mortar schools. Because well, they you're doing you got to do everything online so they create enough content for you to do yes. online versus discussions and stuff like that. So I am I'm definitely a visual learner and I'm the type of person that if I need help, I want somebody like right there in front of me helping me through yes. the process. And luckily for me, you know, when people turn in papers or do discussions, I just kind of look at their stuff and try to figure out what they were thinking. Yeah. And then yeah. it helps me get to what I want to do. Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm like, exactly. I don't know what to do. And then if I email the teacher, it takes them too long to get back to me. So I've been, I've learned how to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, thank God I'm getting A's. I don't know how, because I can't even <laughs> cheat. It's, I can't, it's so hard. I can't even cheat. I just got to do the stuff. I got to do the work. So it's, right. it's, yeah, it's a journey, but I'm getting it done. I got, um, I have five more classes. So uh, was it 15 more credits? So do you I'm halfway take- there. Two classes a semester, one class a semester. How one many? Class, I take one class a semester. So and one, uh, one class. Thank you. And one class, I would say is uh, it's, it's uh, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Got it. Okay. But what I'm gonna do is so I can be done in August. Is I'm gonna try to double up this summer and just kind of knock uh-huh. them out. So that way I start, you know, that next pay period next year with the masters. <laughs> man, we built a new house, so I need that extra. Yeah, understood, understood. I know what that's like, man. I tell you what, when when I heard you, not the first time, really the second time, man, and your enthusiasm as a physical education teacher, I'm like, I was Darion Cochran before I knew who Darion Cochran was. I <laughs> teaching PE. I love to dance and basketball's my game. So when the round ball goes up, I, I remember this one time I was in PE. It's it, 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 it was really not the most engaging, but it, it's not like what I stepped into the, I just knew fun. I just knew fun. Uh-huh. Student engagement, I thought engagement meant that they were like they were running. Well, anyways, it was a great class. I'm a PE at um, Claymont Elementary and Parkway. Uh-huh. And my lesson for the day, and I don't advocate this being a lesson. I was young, so I was like 25. I said, I guarantee I can beat this entire class, me versus the entire class in basketball. And that's exactly what <laughs> you sound like me, me versus a whole class in dodgeball. Me. <laughs> I said, I guarantee I can beat this entire class. And I had a class of like 23. And that's <laughs> 23 kids on one team. And that was just me. Dude, I had never been so sweaty teaching a class. And my eye was full of sweat. And we had, oh, we had like the hour-long classes, just the way it worked out, if I'm not mistaken. So we were going at this thing. It was like to 10 points. The number one question on everybody's mind is, did I win? Yes, I won. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say that for the obvious. <laughs> but that's, it, it was that type of joy. And when I used to teach the dance unit, cha-cha slide, um, I think that was peanut butter, jelly time, something like uh-huh. that, and thriller. 
I love teaching the dance, the thriller, man. And we had a, a dance unit and I would teach the dance and we would be, it was like I was MJ, man, a six foot five MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come out with the wig or anything? I, or? I, see, now that's why I have to give you credit because you would have the wig. You would, <laughs> I did not rock the wig. But you we seen were like, the wig. You seen the wig. I brought it I up. I saw you with it. I know. I saw you with it. And I was there. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. Incredible, man. I love teaching. It was like just utter joy. It was just Do joyful. Do you miss it? That's a good question, man. Um, you know, it's really interesting. So, like in my second year, I don't know why I had this. So I'd be very honest with you. I don't know why I felt this way, but I felt like, oh my God, I love this so much. And I did. But I was driven by having a deeper impact in the school. Mm-hmm. I was only a I was a at the end of my first year, I realized, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be an administrator. I think I can have a deeper impact. So I say this. When I got to be an assistant, only thing that did, when I was an assistant at Shenandoah Valley and Parkway, which actually fed to, to Central, Central Middle mm-hmm. and Central High, I was still around kids all day long. All day long. All day long. So didn't miss the PE part because I was always around kids. Yeah. Then I was a principal. No, then I went to Valley Park and was an assistant there around kids, recess, you name it, in class. Loved it. Then I was a principal in Ferg Floor at Griffith Elementary. Around kids all day, after school basketball, you name it, man. Just Then I was at Baldwin, as I talked about, around kids. Now I'm here. It's interesting. In my first, second year, I thought, wow, like I was kind of ready for the switch. You know, but there are times when I walk into elementary schools, oh, I hear someone like you talk about being around kids or say those videos and think like, man, do I miss it enough to go back to those days? No, but I am reminded of of what that meant to me. Yes. And when I look in my drawer here in my office and I look at the notes that I've kept throughout my career, um, as a as a teacher and as an administrator, and just think about how kids viewed me then, mm-hmm. it like it went to my heart, man. Like that, I could another child could look at me, other than the PE teacher, as a role model, or something like yeah. that. So, do I miss it? I, I guess probably in when at this level, I don't know if I'm having a big impact on kids mm-hmm. on the system of the city of St. Charles School yeah. District. I, think so yeah but the day in life of everyday students like i was when i was a pe teacher or an assistant principal principal that's the part it's like i, I don't know i don't know yeah. you know the resources so really hard to tell but like the per- they are my purpose for coming like i i want to hire the darion cochran's of the world uh-huh. to come teach the school district um and those teachers that want to be great and those um, support staff, secretaries, nurses, all those folks that want to be great and do great things in our school district, but I don't do it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So it, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, man, I just I, I just think about those days that, and, and they were my driving force, which leads me to HR, but, and I love HR. I do, it's, it's fascinating, but man, I mean, I go in elementary schools in our district and I'm like, oh man. I love these babies. <laughs> man, you get to the middle school and the high school, man, they need the same things elementary kids yeah. need or guidance, discipline. They need the same things. 
And I think that's, and I think, you know, I think a lot of times educators in middle and high school, they're, because they want the kids to be a little bit more independent, they stop Absolutely. giving them a lot of that love and support that they're used to mm-hmm. in elementary school. So that's mm-hmm. why a lot of times when those kids come back to you, they're like, it's not the same. I miss it here because yeah. it's not the same because it's they want them to be a little bit more, but it's like those kids, if anything, need it more now than they did back when they were in elementary school. They do. And I totally agree. And that's why part of me is like, man, should I take this opportunity to move up to the middle school? Because, you know, I know my students would love it. I know that they need it. And I've been talking to a few people at one of the middle yeah. schools. And they're like, they, you know, they're looking for change, change, and they need somebody more impactful and just more engaging with the students because it's, I don't know, but it's a tough thing because it's like my son's there with me now. And he's Absolutely. in kindergarten. And I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. It's so crazy because <laughs> I can't even go say hi to my son in a lunchroom. And I feel yes, so bad because uh, yes. the kids, they go so crazy. <laughs> and, I, and then the lunch they people do. get mad at me. And I'm like, I just want to see my son. I just want to see my baby boy. <laughs> so I'm now we just do baby. sign language. Now we just there like, you go. Yep, yep, everything's good. Oh my God, man. I, I would walk in, a, a, I would walk in the cafeteria, man. Oh, I'm walking. My daughter went to kindergarten with me at Baldwin, but then uh-huh. she ended up with her. I would walk in her classroom, man. These teachers could be teaching. Colleen would be teaching. These kids get out of their desk and just start running up on my legs. And then I my know. daughter's running. And to pull away. <laughs> oh my God, man. It, but it, it goes to like the, the beauty of this profession is like all kids. If I always felt like if a if a student said if a child says hi to you, if a student hugs you, if a student fist bumps you, you've done something to their soul. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. like it is it, it. And I I 100% agree that like focusing on the academics, it, obviously they're there to learn. They're there, they're there to learn the content to help them yes. be citizens. But you've done you struck them in a in a deeper place. When that kindergartner comes and hugs you, they love you, man. When they come and fist bump you, they love you, man. When when, when it's teacher appreciation week, they write those notes that you didn't request. Yes. Um, a whole office full of notes or yes. doing where I would never forget, dude. Probably the most gifts I got in my career was as a PE teacher and during winter break in, in these fam my families were so generous. Flood gift cards. Candies. My wife can't wait for Christmas every year. She's like, "What?" She's like, "What we get?" I'm like, "We." I work there. What do you mean? What we get? So true. (laughs) But this goes to the impact because they don't have to do that. I know. I know. They don't have to do that. That's not a recommendation of an elementary student that during the holidays that they give their teachers gifts and Mm -hmm. to show their have to do it. Nope. But it's like. That is what this profession is about. Not the gifts, but the impact ever lives. Let me tell you one thing. When Papa Chris gets on, like he was gone, right? You see, that means either we're going long. Chris, you might have to make this a two-parter. We've never had a (laughs) two-parter. You're going to have to make this a two-parter. I'm just telling you right now. The conversation was so good. The conversation was so good. I didn't want to cut you gentlemen off. Then we started pushing an hour. I'm like, eh, I'm going to tell him to wrap it up a little bit. Hey, you, <laughs> hey, all right. But you got to do a two-parter. Okay. Like, two, 30 minutes. Don't give me, like, ah, oh, I started doing this stuff on the top of, like, I want it all. This is how we're driving content, man. Okay, that's good. I want a two-parter with the 2000, 
2021 Missouri Teacher of the Year, our first <laughs> two-part podcast we've ever, ever had. And it, it has been absolutely phenomenal, man. We could do this all day, all day long, man. I all can't day. believe it's been, it's been an hour. It's been an hour? I don't know, Chris. I don't have the time in front of me. If it's wow, less than an hour, it's only slightly is. less. Wow. Then I mean, time flies, man. For real, this has been yeah. this has been fun. This is man. I really been. appreciate this, sir. Like you have no yeah. idea. This has been so just easy and just natural and just yeah. Man, I just love great conversations, man. I, I yeah, absolutely. It, and and I knew we were going to connect after I heard you the first time. I knew it. But I was so shocked when actually you had already been booked to come to our PD day at the time that you were going to be down at the lake for PBIS. Uh-huh. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know who you were, but I remember at the time um, our assistant super and I said, but he, this guy's going to be at our P- PD day. So obviously for us as a central office team, we was like, oh, let's go hear him talk, right? Because yes, this sir. is the person be at um, giving the keynote at our, for our certified staff. So phenomenal but then you know it's like you gain clarity when you hear it twice yes, like sir. the and the um the love for this profession which keeps me in this profession because as you know i mean <clears throat> at times you start you start to hear about the weeds about our profession meaning you know there it becomes sometimes it feels like it's less about the kids which it always should be but it's the business yes. and the, the yeah. day stuff but then I, I i hear you and it just reminds me ah this is why we do this Yep. Because it's it's it, it it means education is one of those beautiful things where you can have a young man who grows up in power, he gets connected with the right folks, and it's, it started with the people in his school. Yep, connected with the right family, goes on, gets a college degree, and then turn around. He turns around and becomes an educator. To now his changed life, so he can change lives, and then. I mean, not ultimately, because there's still so much you're going to do um, in terms of great things, but becomes Missouri Teacher of the Year. And, and the start- first black male Teacher of the Year. I, I didn't find that out until like three months ago. I <laughs> really? Like, I'm, like, I'm like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> man. This, this is what I'm saying. Like, you think about it, started with a handful of educators that were not denying yeah. Newton. It started with a handful of educators who did not let his education go that found value in this young man and said, no, we want to have the best way we can. Like, that's what it's all about. And, and it, when I heard it the second time for me, that's when it clicked. Cause I'm going to be honest, I can identify growing up in St. Louis city and I can identify living around drugs and games, but that piece where the family dynamic is broken and yep. then you have to boys home and then you live with a different set of family and you still come out the way you did, man. It's so beautiful, man. It's just a beautiful thing. And I'm so proud of you. And I know our district is so proud. And just can't wait to see what's on the horizons for you. I know it's just going to be great things, man. I appreciate it's- it, man. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Darion Cochran, 2021 Missouri Teacher of the Year. Absolute our pleasure to have you on the Ben Talk podcast. Thank you so much for having me, man. 
It's been a pleasure talking to you, these great conversations. And uh, it made my day, man. It made the rest of my day. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, That's what's I love up, it. Man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So that is part two of our conversation. Well, your conversation with Darian Cockrell, the 2021 Missouri Teacher of the Year. A- absolute blessing and very fortunate to spend an hour with him. And I knew we went down to a PBIS conference mm-hmm. um, last June and he was the keynote there and I knew I wanted to because he's at Lindbergh so I knew I wanted to get him on the podcast but it just so happens that before Danielle now superintendent of Winsville that before she left somehow some way she got him to be the keynote for us right um so it, 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 it was just it was just so cool to to spend an hour with him and and talk in Google Meads and yeah, it was it was great, man. I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, his story is definitely it's inspirational, but it's mm-hmm. also different. It's it's something that kind of makes you stop and evaluate the things that you've been fortunate for in your life, yeah. and the things that kind of you know seeing somebody else's experience and being able to triumph over that is is not not a story you get every day, especially in mm-hmm. in our world. So I think it's it's great to hear that and kind of have. Like you said, to have our staff members hear that and kind of let them know, like, this could be one of our, our kids' stories. Absolutely. You know, letting them know that, like, this could be reflective of the work that they do every single day. Absolutely. I think that the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways from my interview with him, and, and I think all of us have teachers in our lives mm-hmm. or that have been in our life that um, have made a tremendous impact. So much of his story, the way he narrates it, is predicated on his teachers that were at Parkway Central Mental and the staff that was at Parkway Central Mental. And so, you know, as a as a staunch public educator, I really, really believe that we do have the ability to make a significant difference in our students' lives. And it just so happens that his, the staff there at Parkway Central didn't give up and, and sort of owned or had ownership in his development and his success. And... Um, it, it just it changed his life yeah it changed his trajectory so thank you so much for listening to episode two of our interview with Darion Cockerell our 2021 Missouri teacher of the year first two-parter that's right first two we might have first of many maybe we'll see maybe we'll see, and we'll we'll see. I think we'll have Jason back next month we'll, we will we'll invite him back <laughs> I think as much as I'm sure the fine folks of the interwebs love hearing my uh, voice. Yes, sir. I think they want uh, Jason's energy. We have to have El Jefe back. There's no doubt about it. Right. I mean, it's his show, man. So of course. It's of course. his show. We'll figure out a way to get him back on it. <laughs> we will. Have his people get in touch with our people. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. Hey, I have a question, though. I might have an answer. All right. So... <clears throat> I still think the people before mm-hmm. we depart for Thanksgiving break. Oh no! I mean, do we get a one minute? Can can we get a one minute plug, sir? Somehow I yes, become sir. unprepared for this one minute plug. I don't know ever. why. I don't know why either. It's like if a it's twenty four episodes. If it's tw- if it has been twenty four episodes, we've done it twenty four times. I, you know what? Let's twenty three. Let's times. do it. It's twenty three. Okay. Times. All right. Let's do it on the clock. Yes, sir. Three. Two, Two, one. What you got go. for us? All right, man. so it's Thanksgiving time. So yes, sir. I'm not going to try to be overly thoughtful here. Yes. In the sense of like trying to like ham it up. Uh-huh. That's, that's a Thanksgiving <laughs> joke. <laughs> but you know, like we're so we're talking about 
the, the being a public educator, Darion's experiences, your, yeah. your experiences, it's Thanksgiving. So like the idea of just being thankful for people who have access to public education. No, yes. not all public education is created equal mm-hmm. in our country, and that is extremely unfortunate. But I do believe that by and large, the people who choose to be a part of this profession, whether it be administrative assistants, um, administrators, teachers, yeah. um, coaches, they're all here for the right reasons. Yeah. And like you mentioned, that we, most of us can find something in our past, in our public education experience, that there's a teacher here or mm-hmm. there's a principal there that helped guide us and helped make a major impact in our life. And as we're kind of taking stock of the things we're thankful for during this holiday season in the fourth weekend of November. I think that's something to also keep in mind to be thankful for. Hopefully that we could all think back upon a a mentor, a teacher, a principal, or somebody that made an impactful difference to help lead us down the road where we are now. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. I think the people need it. You know, sometimes, and I think um, during Thanksgiving, where people do activities such as, you know, Talk about what you're thankful for or something like that. I think gratitude is something we should be expressing every day of our lives. You know, I, I, I told um, my class at Maryville, and I'll end on this note, and this, I walked, I got around to this one kid, and there was Nick, and Nick didn't know. Like, what I do is I open it up by saying, tell me something good, right? So I have 18 kids in this mm-hmm. class, and I say, tell me something good. And, and everyone, they know now. So you go around, I need something good. Well, I got to Nick, and, and Nick didn't have anything. I mean, you... You ever thought like, I, when I broke my foot, I was playing college ball and I broke my foot and I never appreciated walking so much until I broke my foot. And you have crutches, oh, mm-hmm. it is dreadful. Under my arms were chafed. I, I mean, your whole life is in, and I wish I was in a boot. I would have been thankful for a boot, but I was in full-fledged crutches, so I couldn't drive. I couldn't take a shower. I was like, had my foot hanging out of the bathtub. It's just uncomfortable and going up steps because at the time I was living at home and so we had steps and trying to go up steps with crutches. I, oh, when the cast came off and I could just walk on two feet. Oh, joy. We, there's so much to be thankful for and I hope all of us SCSD family find time to carve out um, for gratitude, um, thankfulness, and time with family and friends. Yeah, and just since I do have some time left over, uh, piggyback or pig, uh, banked up from the last time. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> banked up from banked the last up, time. Right. Yes, sir. Mm. <laughs> so we're talking about Thanksgiving. We talked about the thankfulness part, but there is another part to Thanksgiving. It's yeah. the giving portion. Too. Yes, sir. 100%. So it's, it's great to be thankful for and appreciative of the things mm-hmm. that you have. It's also equally yes. important, if not more so, for the giving portion. Yes. The idea of making sure that your community, your family, even strangers you don't know, have have what they need because sure. our our world is better when everybody is happy mm-hmm. and everybody has the things that they need. And there's so many of us who have an overabundance of what yes. what we do need, yes. making sure that uh, we're able to provide those who aren't as fortunate with that, whether it be food, shelter, clothing, love, acceptance, yes. Just, yes. just a voice to be heard. Like yes. Those are things that make a difference not it, it might not mean a direct difference to you at the time, but it does reverberate in your your family, your community, and your world. So I, I mean, Chris, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. There is the the gratitude and the giving part, the double G. Yeah, the yes, double G. The double G. Love it. Gratitude and giving. Thank you so much. We hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving, and um, we'll check you out in December. Sounds great. See ya. See ya.